What's up? What's up? It's your boy Jay here for another edition of Buckets and Beyond. We're the special guest today. Oh, get all the! I want four air horns. You want all the air horns? Let's get all the air horns. We got a special guest today on today's episode, playoff edition of Buckets and Beyond. Uh, YouTuber, uh, really just YouTube sensation twitter sensation slightly right. biases with us in here how you doing bro good how are you doing my best <laughs> good deal good deal cool man um well shoot how how, how are things going bro like, like i guess give us an update you, you were on the podcast like i think um must have been around december january you know kind of mid-season yeah, something like that Things weren't going yeah. that well uh, for the Mavs. No. Not much has changed, but you know, like your channel's kind of taken off. Like, you know, you're still you're still out here grinding. How are things going with your content, with your channel, and everything? Pretty good. I've been in some like uh, weird thing with YouTube. I don't know what it is. They keep on digging my content, which has really uh, messed some things up. But outside of that, though, it's been pretty good. You know, nice. just try to stay consistent. That's the most important thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, bro. Congrats on that. Um, did you get a gig with Bleacher Report? I think I, I saw something on your stream the other day. You said something about getting a gig with Bleacher Report. Yeah, they uh they hit me up and asked if I wanted to stream on their app, talk about the Mavericks. And I said yeah, and I, I don't know how it went or anything. It was very weird, very strange. But they wanted me to like make up trades. That's not really what I like doing. Okay. Uh, but uh, I did it. It was fun. It was fine. Everybody hated my trades, but it is what it is. I was mainly trying to make a point that it's going to be very hard for the Mavericks to trade their pick for a very good player. That was like the whole point I was trying to make. And the trades weren't great. I mean, there's no big sexy trade out there. That was mainly the whole point I was trying to make. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I think all of us here on the Potter team keep the pick. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're sort of on that same wave. Were there any trades? Like, I don't know. Are, are there any off top that were like, especially, I don't know, that people I liked mean, or people didn't like? My favorite trade idea is moving down and getting somebody. See, I'm not, I'm like, I was team trade, but then I started looking into it more. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm necessarily team one way or the other. Like, I just, I don't want them to get married to any specific, any, any idea. Like, I don't want them to go to the draft thinking we're trading this pick is essentially where I'm at. But my favorite one was a Jared Allen trade because there's been some rumblings that I've heard from people who know people who might be in the know that like Cleveland is almost done with them, done with him. Yeah. And then beyond that, that they really liked him Hardaway Jr. So Ooh. like there was, a, I think Nick from the Locked On Mavs podcast said that he heard Cleveland people say that like a Tim for Jared Allen trade straight up wouldn't be like some super out there thing which it sounds crazy to me but uh that would be the one obviously yeah i can't think of what i don't know off top i can't think of what cleveland's i don't know i can't think of what their rim protection situation is outside allen but yeah like you gotta the mavericks we gotta make that trade like yeah that would, that would be the easiest trade of all time but i guess it would just be maybe they get uh cleveland would get like a 
another uh, rim protector in free agency or something with the mid-level exception, and then they have Tim Hardaway Jr. to be their starting three. Yeah, yeah. Would be the logic, I guess, but it still it seems crazy to me. Nice, nice. Were you were you excited? I was pretty excited to see them fall to the Knicks, just because I, I don't know. I almost saw it as a proxy for like that free agency, or you know, because the Knicks were supposed to get Donovan Mitchell, right? Yeah, you know, getting Brunson. I don't, I was excited to see Brunson beat the Cavs in their series. they the Knicks were kind of my pet playoff team. No, yeah, me too. I I, I was surprised how many people picked against the Knicks like it just seemed like they were uh had better geared team. for the playoffs yeah better geared for the playoffs at the time and Cleveland I mean they just go they went to show again it's hard to win with two uh small guards oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah that too <laughs> like it's hard to win with that in the league in the if we see it year after year after year and then every year we always get tricked by the teams that have this super small backcourts and then playoffs come around, and it's a harsh reality for those teams. Ben yeah, joining us. What's up, Ben? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> You're getting a lot of play out of that. <laughs> that in. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about the soundboard, man. Like, I'm more excited about digging for these sounds than I am. It's got <laughs> like 82 buttons on it. It's a game yeah. changer, man. Yeah. Real talk. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's already said this, but super excited to have you back slightly. I Thanks, think it's it, it feel like it's been a while. <laughs> the audience is right, is right there with me. Yeah. Um, we so but we're right now we're kind of in the trenches of of a Mavs off season, and it's it's started a lot quicker than we thought it would. Can you just kind of quickly like sum up your overall feeling of of like of the team uh, at this point? I know we can talk to more about the the lottery and everything that we got from that, but like, where do you think we are? Like, what do we need? What, where where are your feelings overall? So I've been. Well, I think I've been saying lately is like, I think if you played the season a hundred times and unless there was any like take out major injuries, this would probably be like the worst season possible. If you played the season a hundred times. Like I don't, the more I look into it, they were in, I think the heat were only in more like close clutch games of the Mavericks. The Mavericks were terrible in those games. And that stuff is a lot of times super random. And it changes a lot year to year, like it just does. And if four, five, six of those games go a different direction, which is very feasible, like like those close games into games, they, those could go a lot of different directions. The Mavericks were in a different spot. Maybe they lose round one because their weaknesses get exposed. But you feel differently about the season. Uh, I don't think they're that far off. Like that's just really how I feel about it. Like whenever I look at their roster and stuff, I'd be a lot. Assuming Kyrie comes back, obviously that's the big, that's the big thing. Because if Kyrie leaves, then it's a different conversation. But assuming the roster like Kyrie comes back I don't think they're that far away from really contending again next season yeah to tighten up on defense I I agree I think a, a couple big moves a couple moves you know like really just one we need a rim protector you know like yeah. that that's something that I think the whole fan base can agree on um, and see I just I don't think it even needs to be like an elite guy it just needs to be like a decent guy a decent yeah. uh rim protector a decent another decent wing defender those guys are really hard to find like don't get me wrong but 
people are throwing Jonathan Isaac's name around there. <laughs> yeah, I know was, he's was... injury prone, but like I like I think he's exactly like he's a maverick. You know, like he's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he if he were to stay healthy, that would be that would be a he would feel like a glove. But yeah. And we have some potential trades that we want to run by you later, but I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on like, like from obviously like we, we fell short. It was a huge disappointment of a season. It was uh underwhelming to say the least. Um, but like you said, we were in a lot of these close games. Um, but I think just like the, the lack of talent caught up to us. And then the league just seemed like seemingly like everybody around us got more talented, like their young, like young guys stepped up for other teams or, or whatever free agents went to the right place or whatever it was. And um, I think ult- ultimately like for a short stretch of the season, it was Luca balling out. And then we were like, just like, Oh man, he's having a, like a historic season. He's, you know, because it's, you know, everything's on his shoulders, like he's stepping up, but eventually like, after that, we kind of realized like that's not sustainable, and the, the players we have around him, we can't rely on. Like it's just kind of, you know, that's ultimately I think why we made the trade for Kyrie. But um, I just like I just hope that this is the lowest point, and then yeah, front office learns from it. Okay, we need to get this person, this person, pick this person off the, you know, whatever it is, and just make sure that we're never in anything remotely close to this ever again, because um, the stakes are high. Uh, yeah, I agree. For sure. No, yeah, I agree with you 100%. The stakes are very high. But, uh, no, like, you you have to remember, before the Kyrie trade, they were on, like, right at the deadline, they were on, like, a 50-win pace in games Luka played, which isn't, like, you know, 50 wins is good, obviously, but it's not, like, you're the best team in the league, but it's obviously way better than Mavs finished, and that would have had, to, like, third in the conference or third or fourth in the <laughs> conference or something like that. Yeah. But then it just, yeah, it went completely downhill towards the back half of the season, but... um. It wasn't like they were always horrible, you know? It was just a very weird season. Yeah, injuries definitely hit us pretty hard in the second half. And uh, I think, like, even when we got Kyrie, like, either he was injured or Luka was injured. It was always, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of time for them to gel, right, like, before the, the final stretch run. And because we traded Dorian and, and you know, there was a – the defense took a step down. There's just a lot of stuff that kind of went against us, even with Kyrie. Like if you had told me on paper, like before the season started, oh yeah, we're gonna have Luke and Kyrie on the same team, but we're gonna miss the play in. Yeah. I thought I would think like there's no there's no way. There's I mean, I would have thought a no catastrophic sense. injury if you would have told me that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like both of them injured themselves at the same time on like yeah. the first game and there was no actual playing time between them both. Or <laughs> like, you know, it's it's bizarre. That's what I'm saying. I think if you played this that season a hundred times, we probably got the absolute worst season because it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it does because you don't have rebounding, you don't have defense. It's <laughs> impossible to that, win when you don't do those things. I think but we just assumed the defense would come back, sense, and it never but... did. Yeah, I mean, which like, oh yeah, like it's only marginally different than last season. We got bigger. Like that was the selling point. It's like, oh, we're not short anymore because Jun- Brunson's not here. Yeah. Therefore, we are better defense and. We got JaVale McGee, and that just – that one move just tanked us so bad. That's See, just I so thought, I thought JaVale actually played really good, like, the last two, three weeks of the season whenever he I'm actually got out there. That. When it yeah. didn't matter, yeah. Yeah, when it didn't matter. <laughs> but it, it was enough where I was like, all right, maybe there's, like, a pathway where he gets 12 minutes next year, and, it like, it, they're good minutes. He looked know? like a veteran president. I don't know. He looked like – 
when I saw Javale out there towards the end of the season, there were a lot of times where it felt like he was bringing some energy to the team, which sounds crazy because he's like an old rickety. I mean, you know, he like. I mean, he had so much rest, like months. Yeah, of he rest did have a lot of rest. Between, <laughs> like, like. Uh, well, I just yeah. remember it was hilarious because the Lakers game, the Mavericks won on that crazy shot. Oh no, no, no! It was the Spurs game right before that. That was the game, even though they won. They won it overtime, and it was like the ugliest game I've ever seen. Yeah. Maxi, yeah, Maxi threw that inbounds pass. Out. Yeah, Maxi threw that inbounds pass out of bounds. I was, that was the moment, even though they won. I was like, okay, you got to shut the season down. Like, yeah. there's, there's no, there's no point in trying to win. And from that point onwards, I specifically remember anytime Javel McGee was in the game, I was like, oh god, like he's going yeah. to, he's going to have like ten great minutes, and we're going to like be leading by six in a game we need to lose. It sucks Boys. being like that, like a fan, but that's just the way it was. And yeah, it got to that point. And, and I think one of the most bizarre things this year is we regressed to the point where we would only lose, we would especially lose to lottery teams like your Charlotte, your Houston's. Oh, we like lost to every team that missed the playoffs. San Antonio. Yeah, like pretty much every team that missed the playoffs, the teams that the good teams beat by 20 every uh-huh. time, they don't even play around with their food or whatever. Like, you know, the starters don't play the fourth quarter. We were like, in like really close games that we would ultimately like stumble in. So we just, it seemed like we got insanely work because when Luca first started, that was kind of our thing is we didn't close games super well. And then we like, he took that next step in the next season. He stepped up his clutch. Like we got better, but then like this season, it was just like, what is happening? Like this is, it makes no, no, like we were in the Western conference finals last year mm-hmm. and we lost to the Hornets back to back. Well, I have it on well, I'll try about that. Apparently, <laughs> I guess we were, might have been taking early, but <laughs> no, you're we trying to win those. I, I guess my unpopular opinion <laughs> with that is like, that's on Luca. Like, it just, if your star player is not, you know, like if he just kind of showing up, this happened early in the season. They had that back to back against the Wizards and the Magic uh, on the road. Magic mm-hmm. without Paolo, Wizards without KP. They lost. Oh, yeah, both there was of those a lot games. of. There's a lot of those games. Yeah. Where like they, the best player was injured. Yeah. And, and already halfway through the season, we're assuming we're losing those games because we already like built up a bad reputation. Yeah. But those are the games where Luca needs to just be like, all right, I have 35 points. Yeah. Like four minutes into the third quarter, we're up by 15. Let me just, let me, you know, hit a couple threes here, put it up 20, and the game's over. Part of that is on Luca. I'll, 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 I'll see that. But the team defense and like guys like Reggie Bullock and like, Who's gonna step up and score fifteen, or who who's gonna score eleven? Yeah, like I, it seemed like there was never a consistent, and I think that's a lot what this off season is gonna address is hopefully getting people that can like push the Reggie Bullocks and the Maxi Cleavers like down two notches so yeah. that they're not. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see what. I'm on the Luca hate. <laughs> I mean, while while, while we're <laughs> criticizing Luca, like yeah, like I think if he was him. There was a lot of games too towards the end of the season where we could have won, and it, it would have taken Luca scoring like fifty points. Like it would have taken him just killing himself to carry. I just think at that team. point in the like season he was so gassed from to. carrying He's the team as much as he already had. I don't know. I mean, like, he was the heel injury. He was not the same afterwards. Yeah, he was yeah. still good, but he he was just not um, as good as he was at the start of the season, where he was playing the best basketball of his career. Like I. I, I mean, I've gotten dragged to the mud on Twitter countless of times for just even like moderate critique, critiquing of Luca. 
Well, but, it's, uh, it's a sensitive subject. <laughs> it is, but it's funny because everything I've said, I've, I've been saying for three years, but now people get really upset about it because it's like, oh, God, this actually might be true. It's too close to home, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it's too real. <laughs> like, like three years ago, you could just be like, dude, he's 22 or 21. Like, who yeah. cares? Like, he'll be fine. But now it's like, all right. like we're it's about to He's be still six. doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, get up the floor. And it was worse than ever this year, for sure. Yeah. Well, because his motive – his. I think he's definitely motivated by winning. And For when sure. he saw the writing on the wall, like, oh, this team don't got it. Like, th- everything got amplified. Like, complaining to the refs got worse. Yeah. Getting back on defense got worse. Like, his just pouty demeanor got worse. And that's not that's not conjecture. That's not, like, me speculating. That's, like, all clearly happened. <laughs> <That's> all, <laughs> all, like, you can't argue with, like, what's, you know. He's very emotive on the court, but I'll give him, I'll give him, I'll say this though. It's not like he's the only guy like that. LeBron is the exact same way. It's only like LeBron has won championships and his teams are always good. But like when he was on Lakers, he was Lakers teams where they were bad. Like there was, remember that there was that clip where like Kuzma had to push him to play defense. Like when LeBron's on bad teams too, he's like, man, this is not worth my energy, but your star player has to be. And I'll give LeBron a pass because he's the second greatest, maybe the greatest player of all time. LeBron. <laughs> well, Mickey, but I almost—I don't know. It's maybe just I'm too close to the situation, and it seems like when Luca does it, it seems like he exclusively does it when the team is tr- supposed to get back on defense. Whereas yeah, LeBron know, will like annoying. during a free throw, hey, let me take the time to just quickly like get in this ref's ear in a, like a quick like non-threatening way that won't get me teed up. Um, it maybe. I don't know. I don't know if LeBron's done that, but it, to me, that's just, that's unacceptable. Like, I don't care how, like how pissed you are. Like, yeah, I agree a million percent. Give, man. give your, give your bad defensive team a shot at having five on five rather anyway, uh, not to totally like crap on Luca. This That's not what we, that's not what we set out to do. Um, so just, just real quick. I want to kind of get your takeaways from the playoffs because right now we got the the bubble uh, final four. We got the Nuggets and Lakers with the Nuggets up to, and then we've got the uh, Heat and the Celtics with the Heat up to. Like from from like a Mavs perspective, like well, like what do you think of, of these playoffs? Like what can the the Mavs front office learn from these teams? Um, I mean it's funny because. God, I don't – it's just so weird what happened between last year and now because last year's team, like, fits almost like what the Heat are doing. Obviously, not the same personnel, but, like, everyone on the team is just so connected. Everyone's just flying around defensively. They're just on everything. Like, somebody rotates, the the guy, a pass away rotates. And then that that guy goes – like, the, help, the weak side defender moves over to the corner. So, like, they are just such in lock with one another. That's, like, what the Mavericks were doing last year, but – I mean, you look at the teams left in the playoffs. It's really not, it's really not that big of a mystery. They rebound really well, and they play defense, and mainly they rebound really well. Like that's why the Knicks, even though they were underdogs against the Cavs, even though I thought I picked the Knicks to win that series, they just out rebounded the shit out of the out of the uh, Cavs. Like they destroyed them on the glass. And if you lose rebounding battles every game, it's hard to it's hard to win. It's just hard to win in the NBA. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Lakers too. Are they, are they they've stolen several games now just off of uh, off of their length. Man, they yeah, really they, they really should be tied with with the Nuggets too. I'm kind of salty about that. Like they pretty you much think so. 
After that, so so that's the one playoff game I've watched all the way through. And there's LeBron ran out of gas, and AD like just couldn't do anything. That's why the Nuggets suck. The Nuggets are not good on defense, bro. Like the Nuggets have huge holes on D to be. Yeah, but they'll turn it on uh, though. Bruce, so like there, Bruce Brown, I feel like made so many amazing stops in that particular those recent games. Incredible. And yeah, it was just like, man, I feel like. Those are the kind of guys that the Mavs need to be going after is a guy that's going to be like all out defensive, like trading turnovers, just getting crazy stops that like don't look like he should even have a chance at. And he was just, he was balling out. That's why gonna... I'm cool with Dylan Brooks, honestly. <laughs> yeah. OK. What you think, Ben? I, yeah, I, I'm with you. Man. I'm, I'm slide, super. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Unless, <laughs> unless there's like some stuff we don't know where it's like, hey, you really don't want this guy like in, still... in the locker room. Unless it's like that, which I don't think it is, I would very what? much for seven million. Like that's that's the only thing the Mavericks can offer him is seven million dollars. Do you think if, like we could? I mean, if we could get him for seven mil, then like let's go. I don't I just care don't, if he's Jaws Gun dealer. Like yeah, like let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just don't. I just don't see him like flipping that switch to like I've been a crazy person slash like yeah. wrestling heel for a year straight. Like I'm gonna tone it down See, to like earn. I don't know. I'm cool with that. I would just if I would. <laughs> I want it toned down where it's like, hey, you're not taking 20 shots tonight. You're taking eight, and they're all gonna be in the flow of the offense. They're gonna be open shots. You're not, <laughs> you know, you're not trying to bail us out of any possessions. I'm cool with the yelling at people, the talking shit. Hey, yeah. The Mavericks need that. They need it. They don't I think have. It's a culture dogs, move, man. They don't have any dogs. They, they don't have, have any. Oh uh, well. Yeah, and that's the I only mean, one I would say. You know, Javel's got some dog in him. Yeah, it just Dorian did. De- yeah, D- Dorian definitely did. I just I feel like that it's like a fragile ecosystem right now. So I get like he's second team defensive, you know, team like that makes a lot of sense just on that front. Like he's a good defender, uh, and we need somebody like that. I think Dylan I, Brooks could be like our our dark Brunson. Like he could be like. <laughs> like evil Jalen Brunson, you know, because you know he could be the the locker room guy, but but yeah, you the, know. but the vibes are the complete and total opposite. Yeah, the vibes oh my god, like a a reverse Brunson or a poison, yeah. Brunson. I think I, I could see I, I I could see the match. I just don't our see culture's that already kind of like well. It. We, I feel like our our culture is a delicate balance ever since Jalen left. Yeah, so like expecting him expecting everything to be just run smoothly with Dylan Brooks. I just, I feel like that's asking a lot. Uh, I think like, Luca is like, they try to downplay it, but I think Luca's very involved in everything. So if Dylan <laughs> Brooks were to come in, I think that it got signed off on and I would be cool with it. Yeah. I think our, I think we got a toxic, toxic culture. And like, I don't know. I think we need to, <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. I wish our media was more, I don't know. I feel like we give, we give, Cuban and stuff slide like we, we let them slide on certain things that are just toxic, bro. That are just like, you know, not like not being transparent um, about, you know, like him talking about the text messages or him, you know, bringing up stuff that's just not you know, just throwing sticks in the fire and, 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 you know, messing with people's heads and messing with the fans heads over over certain storylines and things. And yeah. and yeah, you know that there's like everybody's got their role, but Luca, Luca, you know, Luca's the GM. Luca's the guy, and he has all the power. And he's like probably bullying, or not bullying, but you know, 
there's just influence probably that's like that's not congruent with like what's actually supposed to be going on like like you know like you know cubans probably authoritarian as hell kids yeah. probably you know not i don't know when kids says things like ask the analytic guys and that I feel like there's a bigger scheme going on versus uh I don't know he's not Eric Spolstra you know he's not like yeah. he's not mastermind he's he's um the he's he's the monarch <laughs> I don't know he's like the face <laughs> of of whatever scheme is going on so I, I yeah. don't know like the, the man is feeling schemy and like just kind of like um mysterious a little like not transparent I don't know, it makes me kind of, I don't know. I would, I would say the Mavs could do some work on that and that, yeah, like anybody hating on Dylan Brooks on, on a culture thing, like, bro, like we are not the ones to talk, I don't think. I don't no, know. I, I, don't think I don't think we have a great culture either. But I think a lot of it, I like, I think the moment Luca steps to the front office, and it might have already happened, but the moment Luca steps to the front office and said, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z, they're going to do it for sure. Yeah. This front office is terrified of him. Um, this team is just so going back to last year, like the Christian Wood, the JaVel McGee thing, so weird. And it just makes me feel yeah. like, all right, JaVel McGee was Jason Kidd's guy. So they went and got him to make him happy. But then maybe the front office was like, all right, but we want a guy like Christian Wood, though. Okay, go get Christian Wood. And now you have this like really strange, like we're trying to make both sides happy. Now we have this like really strange situation where Joe McGee's not playing anymore. Christian Woods hardly playing. Like, yeah, it's yeah, really awkward. I almost wonder if like Luca didn't like, um, um, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if Luca didn't get along with with Wood. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, did it's Luca funny because I get along with. The, do you I know called if... the Christian Wood thing? Oh, that, you that did. Was... That was going to be a one-year, like, uh, that was a weird trade that made no sense whatsoever. Uh, yeah. I, I believed I think... it. I, I bought into the hype at the time. I really thought that we were going to kick the door down with that move. No, man. I, I didn't like Christian Wood at all. <laughs> Before yeah. he got here, the, the whole time, his whole time here, I was just like. <sighs> it makes sense because, I mean, yeah, he's not that guy. And we don't need, we don't need <laughs> a guy who's big and don't, doesn't play D and just shoots. Yeah, yeah, he just really know. didn't do much of what the Mavs needed. It's just at the end of the day. Yeah. But yeah. I, I that was that's a, an unpopular opinion because like Mavs fans, a lot of Mavs fans think Christian Wood was like the same like the savior of the season that was never implemented. What do you think? It about was just him? a weird. Oh, I was I don't ask, know. What do you think about him airing out his dirty laundry? Like, like, do you have any? He hasn't aired him? anything out yet. I, I mean, think he hasn't like... really, but he's like subtweeting. You know, like no, that's all. That's what he did in Houston too. Like, I was monitoring that situation closely in Houston because I, I knew, I like, I could sense it. Yeah, and because uh, uh I had him on uh, a fantasy team that I had, so I, I would like he would always put up <laughs> nice numbers, but I'd keep like I knew Rockets fans hated his guts. Like I mm. knew that. But I thought that was just like a young team. Like you got this guy, you have your young players and KPJ and Jalen Green that you want the ball. And like the center wants the ball. And you're like, dude, I don't want like, yeah. go away. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like a, a weird move that it like, I doubt, I don't think Jason Kidd like gave the green light on. It seems like it was kind of thrown in his lap and like, well, like I'll try to play him, but I don't see how he fits. Yeah, it was like a 2K trade fighter trade. That's why I always call it it's 2K like... trade fighter trade. Where they had all those contracts they needed to get off of. They didn't want their pick. 
And that was the trade that popped up. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll be center, I guess. Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious where he, like, I feel like he'll either end up, like, the 15th man on a contender or, like, Ty- he'll go to Taiwan or something. Dude, like, people are going to be shocked by the contract he gets. You think he'll get get a real, like a real contract? Or? No, he's gonna be like maybe oh. a vet men guy. Honestly, yeah. like I don't yeah. know what contender is knocking on his door. Yeah, yeah. This season was really L on that. This is eighth team too, I think. Like seven, but his that's next crazy. team will be his eighth. Team. I mean, God bless him. Like I wish him all the best, but and yeah, now he's, he's reaching yeah. the age too, where like young teams aren't going to be like, you know what, this guy's like 25, 24. Like maybe we could. Yeah, yeah. They don't have the. Yeah, I he's in a weird. Him, but he got box. all these like big bags. Like I don't know. You, you like get these little payouts. Like he's, like he's just cashing out <laughs> over and over again, and he's still being a hater. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It is what it is with him. I mean, I get it from his perspective because, like, you know, hey, I could, I could score. Like I, I could shoot threes. Like I do all these great things. But it's just like. Yeah, but you have to have a, a big man that compliments him to justify getting him. I know, like, and that's a very, like, and he's not good at, I don't think he's good enough defensively to play the four. I kept seeing people say that. I'm like, dude, he's going to get killed out there. Yeah, and he would get yeah. killed out there. Yeah, he's not, yeah. It would take a lot for a team to, like, perfect fit. This is exactly what we need. Who on the team doesn't like Tim? <laughs> or, like, I don't know, who do you, who do you, who would you guess? who on the team doesn't like tim hardaway yeah oh i mean he's got to get traded after that whole like dad situation popped up right now. <laughs> i don't know how much i don't know how much i want to say but i heard some things around that time that's that's why from i'm asking people. i don't know i was hoping you spilled the tea from i don't people? know like from people I, but the thing is it's like sources anytime sources. i hear something from somebody it's like hey i heard this from this person so it's never like a direct, like I was there. I witnessed it with my own two eyes type of thing. But Word, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I think that some people, I don't know how much, I just, I just don't, uh, it's secondhand passed down, but I heard that there was some like screaming matches between him and Luca at times, but I don't know how much of that is like just regular team shit. Cause that happens all the time. Yeah. That is know? pretty normal. Yeah. And it seems like Tim, I mean, Tim's been here for four or five years. Like, if it was that big of a problem, they would have they wouldn't have brought him back in free agency. They would have traded him. Like, I'm not. It's weird. His dad said that, obviously, but you know what did he say again? That Luke is not a leader, something like that. Oh yeah, I forgot did. what the exact quote towards, was. He, he was jawing off towards the end of the season, right? Yeah, I, don't, I feel like both of them being so like they're like staples of our franchise. Basically, I just, it sounds silly to call Tim that, but you know, we, we paid him so much and like. Yeah. You know, he's made basically made a name for himself here, I would say. So, yeah, I mean, them yelling at each other seems like something that would that probably happens across the yeah. season, but yeah, I, I was I was curious about that because, yeah, I mean, it does seem like Tim's probably the guy that needs to go and that that is you know is going to leave the team. Among he, others. I think another, I think that people would be surprised by probably what the Mavs could get in a trade for him. Like, I think that teams would actually legitimately value a Tim Hardaway. Like, you could probably get a first from a contending team for him. I wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me whatsoever. But I don't know, like, what contract you'd be getting back in return. True. Yeah. I think a lot of teams, there are a lot of teams that are still in the playoffs that got, that got Tim Hardaway juniors, you know, the guys that are like, you know, reliable hustle guys, you know, like, 
they could and like legit shooters. They could shoot. Yeah, they could shoot the ball. Like like game changing microwave shooters, like microwave scores. Who? Yeah. Four threes, three threes, and like two and a half minutes, and the game's completely different. Yeah, like I, I I'd argue, Mavs fans would probably like, I don't deny it, or like these are the times we'd like to forget. But there are a lot of there's been a lot of stretches where Tim's the second best player on the team. Oh yeah, like maybe I don't know, maybe don't he know. wasn't that Clipper series. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Back from our break here with slightly biased. Ben had to leave us. Uh, you know, he's he's got a baby, so he's got a. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about babies. Me either. Hopefully, I don't have any out there. Um, <laughs> so he did leave me with some trades. Um, a couple of trades he came up with. Me, like I, I I'm sort of waiting on the free agency talk. Like, I don't know. Not yeah, super into um moving these, but I don't. Did, did any of these? Would we do move on any of these off top? I guess. Um, number one, we got. Tim Hardaway Jr. in the 10th pick for Dorian Finney-Smith, the 20th pick and the 21st pick. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I did like a mock trade very similar to this one, but it was Bertons instead. Ooh. That might be a little too rich for me because I think Tim, uh, I kind of, I was not that high on Tim Hardaway like at the start of the season, but towards the end, I was like, Tim's kind of that guy, like, we really need his shooting. Um, so if I if we do move off of Tim, I'm not I'm not saying I don't want to trade Tim at all. I would kind of want a little bit more just because there's there's a big gap between picking 10th and 20th in the NBA. Facts. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. For Bertons, yeah, I would do that. I'm I'm interested in like the frame like a trade like this, though, where it's like trading with the Nets, getting Dorian back, which I don't know if that's even possible. I heard I've heard it's not, but then I've also heard it is. Like I it doesn't seem like anyone actually knows because of the yeah. rules with trading guys away and then getting them back. But um yeah. Word. I, I would I would I'm interested in like the framework of a trade like that. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, but I mean Tim Tim though, like when Tim's on, that's those are the games we win. But so I mean it will be hard to get get rid of Tim. Uh, that said you got two more picks given uh Timmy away. Yeah, you got Tim Hardaway Jr. and a tenth for Jared Allen and the Cavs pick. Do the Cavs have a pick this year? I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 interested in that for sure. That's uh, I had a mock trade on Bleach Report. That I think was that exact trade, except there wasn't uh, the Cavs pick wasn't in, in it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be interested in that. But if if rumors are true that they're like. I just can't imagine Tim Hardaway for Jared Allen straight up like that, even though that's what somebody said could happen or that the Cavs could maybe be interested in that. I just can't see a world where that's. Yeah, that sounds crazy, but yeah, I don't know. But I would do that. I would do that trade though. Definitely. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Maybe you could have it be 2027 protected or something. So you could still have the 10th overall pick. I don't know. But if Jared Allen was an actual attainable option without having to trade two picks. Oh yeah, for sure. Facts, facts. What about Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, and the tenth pick for just Miles Turner? So Tim, the tenth pick. I'm saying no on this one. I'm, this is a I'm big like, no for me. This is the I'm biggest. Really no for me. not that high on Miles Turner as so many other people are. Like that's a trade right there because you're giving up two legit rotation guys. 
Like, and, and not just like Reggie Bullock level rotation guys or Dwight Powell level rotation guys where it's like, yeah, but you can replace those guys. But like legit guys. And yeah, plug them in. For Miles Turner, that's too rich for me. But like, we're probably in the minority on that because like people love Miles Turner. I've, I've seen Mavs fans who are like, I'll trade this pick, um, 2027, Josh Green. And I'm like, dude, I, that's a lot for Miles Turner, for me at least. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm tempted to say like, I don't know. I almost want to keep the pick and then I would make the trade, but I don't know. Well, technically I, any trade they do would have to be like that, but oh, you would yeah, agree true, to it before. True. Yeah, that's the that's the situation we're in. Let's see. So last one we got here, um, number 10, Maxi, JaVale McGee, and Tim Hardaway Jr. for DeAndre Ayton. Oh, God, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this one. No, I'm actually, I think I'll make this trade. Yeah, DeAndre is soft to me. Like, like, I don't think he's like that guy, but I think he's, a, you know, sort of like how we were talking about Dylan Brooks. Like, I feel like he might be what the Mavs need and maybe he's not flourishing in his current environment. I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely see Aiton being better somewhere else, but I'm not taking that. 10th, Tim Hardaway, Maxi. I keep seeing, uh, I saw some dude on Twitter who was like, making a bunch of mock trades and Maxi was in all of them. And I was thinking like, dude, do people realize like what Maxi really brings to the table when he's healthy and playing? Cause like the Mavs don't make the conference finals without him last year yeah. for sure. And no he way. was amazing in the playoffs. Like uh, I'm not like super, I mean, obviously I'm not saying Maxi's untradeable. I would trade him if the right trade comes up, but like I'm not super bullish on the idea of just throwing him in packages, him and Tim, but this is a trade I would not do at all. Cause see the Mavericks doing it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I don't know what their uh, I don't know what what Aiton's value is like. I've saw people say like Portland's third overall pick, and to me that's absolutely that shit insane. But wow, wow, that would be the worst you know trade what? of all time. That's, in my that's crazy. I kind of like that trade though for Portland. I don't know. I like it for if if you're Phoenix and that's on the table, you're an idiot if you don't accept that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, third overall that's crazy. That that could be a goat. But, yeah, yeah, and this draft where it's like all three got all three top guys are like legit guys. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Okay, let's see. Um oh yeah, I wanted to um I guess we could we could leave on this, man. Like I guess it's a couple of silly questions. Like how was um or did you watch White Man Can't Jump? Like, do you have a review on that? And and how was your audition? For that <laughs> <laughs> no it did go very well obviously i didn't make a cut no i haven't seen it i don't know the trailers don't look good at all i like i like the original movie i actually re-watched it last summer like on a plane somewhere and god it's like the night typical 90s like man this movie kind of sucks but it's just like a fun movie though you know what i mean yeah yeah those movies are like only old movies I don't yeah, think they don't there's make too many anymore. new movies where it's like, yeah, this movie sucks, but it's fun. And it's like, you know, like the story is kind of weird, but it's a fun movie though. And it was like, like, I don't know if you can really replace Wesley Snipes and, uh, and, uh, oh my God. I'm blanking yeah, I, on the I, dude's name, but you know, I can't think like, of, oh, uh, was it Woody? I don't know. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Like yeah, you're Woody not, Harrelson. you're not like that. Those duos, like, those young, they're both young. Like you're not replacing that with Jack Harlow, and I don't know. Maybe Jack Harlow is going to turn into like a an all time actor. But I, I think he could have if he didn't like sign up for reboots. Like I don't know if they if they wrote. I don't Did know, you I watch I, it? No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not like the biggest Jack Harlow guy either. But I, but I mean, me either. But 
yeah i'll probably watch it at some point but i'm not i don't i'm not expecting it to be good i mostly wanted to like get off a a white man can't jump joke but no (laughs) i mean mean... it it stands for me i can't jump because in that movie (laughs) they can jump like that's the thing it's it's like well woody harrelson actually is a dog at basketball yeah that would not be me yeah no i think jack harlow could have like could have been a great actor if they made a unique movie like i don't know like writing all these reboots there should just be a jack harlow movie and i would be more interested in watching that than you know like yeah i'm probably just gonna go watch you know the old white men can't jump again yeah like there's just like a certain magic about 90s bad movies that really cannot be replicated yeah i will shout out actually the the most recent movie i saw i will will shout out cocaine bear because that was kind of a, a a attempt at a return to i don't know what, what felt like a yeah that's intentionally true, bad movie uh, that it, it was bad though it was it was kind of stupid and a waste of my time i'm mainly saying the movies where it's like that movie is like you said like we are trying to do this like so ridiculous over the top border borderline bad but super fun movie we're like the, the 90s movies we're not trying to do that true yeah but they just ended up being like that yeah, so space yeah. jam one is it's like that movie's not good at all yeah but they, it's fun though they weren't trying to but yeah like the new one they were just like that yeah movie. really everything that, now is just like, so try hard but i mean space jam 2 is potentially the worst movie I've, I've ever seen yeah that was bad we reviewed it on here i gave it a good <laughs> review just for like for like for lebron being in it basically i don't know like I'm, I'm a resident lebron guy here on the pod but yeah i don't know there's the fact that they did it whatever i, I thought it was all right but i yeah, mean lebron like, is my goat but like it just was like He's not, he's, he's had like movies that he's been in actually where it's like, LeBron's not terrible at acting actually, but this, like this, this story, the plot, it was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Space Jam's one's plot is stupid, but it's, it's like goofy. This one was just like, what the hell's even happening? They're in a video game. I don't understand it. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Jordan and LeBron, bro, like they both were like, I don't, I don't know who was worse. They were both very bad in their movies. Yeah. <laughs> I would say LeBron was worse in his just because the movie was just worse. Like, I, yeah. hated, I hated watching it. Yeah. It felt like it felt like it went on forever, too. I know. I might like... watch the, the house party one they got going on. I don't know. Like, he was in a... There's another flick that he was in recently. I yeah, I remember out. the trailers for that. I mean, that one looked pretty bad, too. But I, I, who knows? It could have been funny. Yeah. The plot's kind of funny. True. Yeah. Good premise. Fire premise. Same yeah. with Cocaine Bear. But, you know, I don't know. You know how movies are. They probably. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess we could wrap it up there. A little movie chat. It's been real, man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me on, man. Great chatting, man. Congrats on all the on all the content success. I've been, been enjoying a lot of it. Inspiring thanks, us, you know, like getting everybody thinking. Um, you bring in a lot of spicy takes. Like, I like that's something I really admire. You know, like if, if y'all don't know slightly biased man definitely check out his videos for like a unfiltered a you know a non-conformist view of uh i mean what i say yeah definitely well cool man um anything else like i guess uh, where can people find you exactly you got anything to promote uh youtube.com slash slightly biased twitter at bias slightly that's pretty much it i'm not i'm on other platforms but I, I don't do things on them so Word. Cool, man. Well, have a great weekend, bro. Enjoy the rest yeah, of the playoffs. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, we'll see you. All right, bro. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, bro. All right. Later.